Hi, Mulderton. Uh, what a privilege it is for me to share with you on this first Sunday of 2021. And I want to wish you all a peaceful, blessed, positive, and prosperous New Year. Now, that doesn't sound all that possible in the natural, but you know what? My blessing to you is based on the rock-solid, eternal Word of God. And um, when Jason asked me to speak about hearing from God, um, I was quite excited because it's something that's really been a burden on my heart. Um, because when things are uncertain and stuff happens that we don't really want or expect, uh, we find ourselves in a situation where we're not necessarily hearing God. And I think at the moment there's just so much noise. And uh, when things become difficult, it's almost like God's Word becomes static. We don't hear Him clearly. And uh, I just uh, remember when I lost the first church that I built. It wasn't in the Assemblies of God. Things really went pear-shaped. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what God wanted. Um, it, was, it was a terrible experience. And I think many of us in this COVID season have felt like that. And, and God had to use a coincidental meeting that my wife Jenny had with an AOG pastor to bring us onto track. And uh, it reminds me of David. Um, he kind of came into the picture really when he took some food that his father had given him for his brothers um, who were in a battle state with the Philistines. And uh, what happened was this huge giant Goliath would come out every day and he would yell insults um, at them and he would challenge them. But what really went wrong was that not a single Israelite leader was hearing from God. Um, all they heard was noise and panic. And the problem was solved by a teenage boy who was currently in an intimate relationship with God. And he was able to say, no, how can an uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of God? And we know what happened. So um, I wanted to just share about where I think the church maybe is going wrong. Um, I think we often swing between pendulums. There was a time when every single person would say, God told me, God showed me. Uh, and it almost became, I think, a manipulation because you couldn't really address something because somebody said God had showed them. And then I think we've come to another extreme where we're trying to be rational. Uh, we're almost taking a business approach uh, to life and to the church. And don't get me wrong, God gave us a brain so that we could think. And he wants us to apply reason. But my sense always is that God is above circumstances. And sometimes he will give us a word, there's a voice from God that will bring change uh, to a negative situation. And um, I wanted to, to read to you briefly from John 10, because what God has placed on my heart is the voice of God coming to us as the good shepherd. Uh, let me read from John 10. The gatekeeper opened the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. 
He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And I believe that in 2021, we are going to come to Jesus because we have learned to know his voice. Um, when David was much older than the Goliath experience and he'd been the king uh, for several years, and of course before that he went through a, a, a torrid time when Saul uh, chased him from cave to cave because he wanted to kill him. And as David looked back on his life, he wrote Psalm 23 because he actually saw that God had led him as a shepherd, shepherds his sheep. And, uh, and of course, that included a lot of grace, a lot of mercy, a lot of love, uh, a lot of patience. And I think if you want to look at my experience, um, sure, I have to admit that God has been patient with me. Um, he has shown grace when I've never deserved it. So let's read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. I want us to go into 2021 saying, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Isn't that an amazing statement of how God works? He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to His name. I believe that as individuals and as a church, God is going to lead us along the right path. Then let's continue. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I want this to be our testimony. Uh, it becomes so intimate at this point. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. I think that's been my testimony of 2020, even though it has been a crazy year. My cup actually overflows with blessings. I want this to be our testimony as we go into 2021. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Um, it's so wonderful to know that as God guides us, leads us, and speaks to us in this season, um, it's going to end in an eternal relationship with Him in heaven. Just the amplified version for verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd in brackets to feed, to guide, and to shield me. I shall not want. The NRV, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So I'm just going to share uh, a few ways in which uh, God has spoken to me and led me um, as the good shepherd. Firstly, I had to regularly stop and renew my mind through the Word of God. And I believe that this is always the first point um, in hearing God's Word and allowing Him to guide us as a shepherd, is we have to renew our minds. And we think of Romans 12 verse 2 which says we become a new creation uh, when we allow God to change the way we think. Um, and I just think back uh, to 
my early 20s, I got to a point where I was so anxious. And um, I used to throw up uh, from anxiety. And I remember one day I'd been to visit someone to help them. And the, the enormity of their problem uh, caused me to be anxious. And I stopped my car and vomited on a vacant piece of land. land. And in that moment, I heard God say to me, you need to draw a line in the sand and begin to trust me. And what I did after that was I just kept asking God for a scripture. Whenever he gave me one, I typed it out, I wrote it out. Um, I, I made sure there were, were scriptures near the mirror, uh, on, on the door of my cupboard, um, on my Bible, on the covers of my Bible. And slowly but surely, God spoke to me through his word. And this whole anxiety lifted from me. Um, and then later on, um, when I became a pastor, a full-time pastor, um, I'd just come into full-time ministry. I received the prophecy from the late Kerry Saudi. And um, I expected her to, to give me some incredible prophecy of the future. But all she said to me was, I see your mind imprisoned in a cage. I, I see steel. I see bars. And she stopped and looked at me and said, you need to get rid of that cage. And she moved on to someone else. I was so insulted. But even at that point, I, I almost felt this steel cage over my mind begin to crack and bend. And I realized that I had allowed frustration, um, unforgiveness, um, a lack maybe of understanding of my situation. I'd allowed all these things to imprison me. And from that moment, I realized that I wasn't going to be a good leader unless I allowed the Word of God to set me free and to renew my thinking. And I had to constantly realize the truth that God prepares a banquet for me in the presence of my enemies, that my cup always overflows. Um, and I think about Psalm 23, um, it was so personal to David. Um, and I'm asking you to take Psalm 23 and any other scripture that God gives you, make it personal. Because I really think we need God to minister to us personally at the beginning of 2021. Um, Romans 8.28 became so real to me, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose for them. And I think what's happened in my life is I've been able to look back maybe five or ten years, and every time I've seen that God has caused the situation I'm in to work together for my good. Um, that's a shepherd. That's that's an amazing shepherd. Then God has led me and protected me whenever I've walked through a dark valley or the valley of the shadow of death. And uh, in recent years, I've begun to, um, to remember and take note of the times God has protected me. And I've come to realize I am only here because of His divine protection. And I think back um, to times of maybe physical or material danger. We were coming home from a holiday in Neisner with my uh, wife Jenny's uh, mom, and 
all of a sudden, as I was driving, it was at dusk, God said to me, speak in tongues and take authority over death. Um, I knew God had spoken to me, so I began to speak in tongues. Then all of a sudden, I saw that a sports car was approaching us on our side of the road at exceptionally high speed. And it looked as if this was the end for our family. And all of a sudden, almost as if an angel had picked the car up, the car moved to the side and missed us by, by mere millimeters. And in that moment, I knew that my shepherd had looked after me. Then another interesting story. Um, we were on holiday, again with my mother-in-law in Nasna. No, or, or I think we might have been in the chalets. I can't remember. But my family was doing something else, and I put my wetsuit on and went to a beach with my bodyboard and my flippers. And as I was preparing to enter that beach, there was no one else there, God said, stop. No, you can't go in. And I tried to move my body. I couldn't. I couldn't get into the water. Um, and I stayed there for about 15, 20 minutes trying to, to move. But God kept saying, don't. Don't go in. Don't go in. Don't go in. The following day, we heard the tragic news that in the next beach, a teenage boy had been bitten by a great white shark and that his life had been taken. And God said to me, that shark was out there where you were going to go. And I can't ever forget that. Um, God saved my life. He protected me. I don't know if you've ever had the situation when you've been at a traffic intersection and you wanted to go and something said, wait. And next minute a car has, has come through on the red robot. So I just want to thank God that there have been so many times uh, that he has protected me. And I want to encourage you because we're going to need his protection in 2021 to embrace it without fear, whatever it is that you're going into. And then I just felt God wanting me to, to mention the danger of temptation from Satan. Now, I want to distinguish between a direct temptation from him and temptation that comes from our inner nature. For example, uh, by nature, we, we might um, sulk or get depressed um, or maybe angry. And I'm not talking about that kind of temptation. But there's a temptation from Satan that actually is contrary to our, to our nature. Um, and I think of Matthew 6.13, the, the Lord's Prayer. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And I honestly believe that there are times when only God can rescue us from the evil one. And there was uh, a story going back quite a few years when a, a prominent sportsman um, had become corrupt and he had uh, committed uh, um, a criminal act. And he blamed the devil. He said, the devil made me do it. Now, obviously, Satan can't make us do anything. But I understand what he was saying. He was saying, I'm not like this. Something that was stronger than me made me commit this offense. Um, so 
I want to say to you that there have been moments in my life when I've kind of found myself going down a road, maybe without realizing it, and I've heard the Lord shout, stop, retreat, run, leave. And I believe we're going to need that this year. And uh, God, God actually challenged me for not praying the Lord's Prayer every day. Obviously not as a kind of rope, but, but taking each point. And I, I can't encourage you more as you go into 2021, Never enter the day without asking God to deliver you from the evil one. Amen. I remember once, just one example, when I was quite new in the ministry and I just decided I didn't want to be in the ministry. I wanted to go back to law and I contacted my office uh, and I got in my car and I drove to my regional leader's house. When I got to his house, God said, stop. <laughs> this is not my will and plan for you. Go back home. So, yeah, so I've had those experiences, uh, and I encourage you to remember them and to know that the shepherd will always protect you. Then just David was used mightily by God because he developed a confidence in God's voice. And um, he had seen God bless him in the dark valleys. And I think what I'm calling all of us to do is to become confident when God speaks and you know, God's not a God who repeats himself. I've never found that. And sometimes he will speak softly. It'll be a word or a picture or a sentence. But we need to follow that. In other words, what we need to develop is listening prayer. Um, sometimes we, we have so many needs that we come to God and we've had some worship and we ask God, we present our needs to him. And listen, there's so many people who are in a dangerous situation with COVID, in hospital, people I know that are on ventilators. And I want to encourage you to pray. But there's another kind of prayer where we make ourselves available to listen. To stop for a moment and lean towards God. Um, we don't know when and how He's going to speak, but there must be a listening ear, listening prayer. And I remember when I met Jenny, it was a clear voice to me. You're going to meet your wife tonight. I went to this Christmas do uh, with a blind date, and I thought that's what God was speaking about. That didn't work out. Jenny was sitting next to me with someone else. Um, but it was so wonderful to know that when later on Jenny and I uh, had a wedding that I'd heard from God. And even to this day, I know she is the woman that God sent to me. So in almost, not almost, in every important um, crossroad of my life, God has spoken. And I want to encourage you um, to, to listen because God will speak to you. Um, I remember one day I was on holiday in Cape Town. I used to live in Durban. And I was running because I used to referee rugby, so I had to prepare on my own. And I stopped on a hill and God spoke very clearly and said, one day you're going to come back to Cape Town and you're going to be involved in church planting. At that stage, I was attorney and I thought God was going to call me to assist a pastor. I never at that stage thought that I would be the pastor. So it is, it's well, every time we planted a new church, it's wonderful to know that God spoke to me. When I, when I started my theological degree, I was still an attorney. Uh, I was in a meeting where somebody was advertising a program, God said, this is what I want you to do. Um, and I really appreciate that. 
Uh, when we were asked to come to Cape Town, the reason was they wanted Jenny to run a home for street children that the Assemblies of God have started. But they didn't know what church I should be involved in. And there was a particular church that they wanted us to, uh, to take over, and it just didn't resonate with us. And then God spoke to Jenny. That's why I always believe that when couples and in teams, God will speak to one of the two of you, and then you will confirm. And she said, God wants us to go to Tableview. Uh, and when I spoke to the leadership, they said, there's one place you're not going to go to. It's going to be Tableview. But what we did was we prayed for the leadership. And I want to encourage you, if God has given authority to a leader, pray for them. If you feel that you should be involved, ask God to speak to them. Uh, and then, of course, we ended up at Tableview. Pray for your leaders. Don't become frustrated. Um, God speaks to us within the boundaries of our authority. Um, if you're not part of the senior church leadership, he's not going to speak to you. I'm sorry to say about where the church should go next. If God has called you to run the youth group, then God is going to speak to you about your youth group. So I can't emphasize enough in this season, who even your, your leaders at work, pray for them, that if God wants to promote you, that he will speak to them, whether or not they are a Christian. Um, I always think about the way we started our Sunningdale Church. God put it on my heart, and then he gave me a picture of orange seats. And I thought, God, what does that mean? Orange seats. One day, I visited the auditorium at Alcana High School, saw the orange seats. And uh, the rest is history. For several years, our Sunningdale Church um, met in the Alcana Auditorium. So I could go on and on uh, mentioning very important moments when God has spoken to me. Then I want to say God doesn't often speak in the midst of an emotional vortex. Or rather, we don't hear Him. Um, and I think that we make mistakes when we make decisions, when we're very emotional, when we're broken, or when we've been offended, because God's word for us is mixed up with our feelings. And so many people have been emotional about getting married and done it in a hurry, and then have been emotional about divorce. Um, so I have had to learn that emotional pressure is not necessarily uh, the word of God. And two situations happened where there was emotional encouragement to take on two pastors. Uh, and that resulted in a lot of damage because those two pastors um, had to be let go at a later stage. And uh, this is all I've learned over the years, to be very careful about my emotions. And that's why I believe um, it's so important for us to, to read and to reread uh, uh, Psalm 23. It says, that he leads us beside still waters. And only when we find that peace in our heart can we really hear God's direction for the future. So if you're feeling emotional, if you're struggling, get friends to come around you and to, and to, and to help you to discern the way in which God's leading you 
just into finding peace, first of all. And I promise you that the way forward will become clear. I hope this is helping you. I wish that we could chat, actually. Um, don't make life-changing decisions in the middle of this COVID season if you don't have to. Sometimes decisions will be forced on us, but I want to encourage you, first of all, to find peace. And there's such a thing as a genuine peace and a false peace. Remember that whenever there's a battle going on in your mind or your heart, whenever you make a decision, you're going to feel some peace because you've stopped fighting. But that doesn't mean that the peace is God's word of confirmation. And many people have said to me, I have a peace about what, my, what I'm doing next but yet it doesn't line up with God's word or his values or his principles. So um, we, we have to, to hear God speak through his word to confirm our peace. Then I want to say as I'm coming to you, life is mysterious and God's ways are not our ways. Um, and we can't submit God or life to a formula. And there's been so many times where I've thought I've heard from God. Um, I've heard words of prophecy and those those words from God have not come true. I don't know the answers, but I still trust God's word. Sometimes I think that word could be generational, maybe for my, my actual physical children or my church children. Maybe there's another generation when that word comes true. But I want to encourage you, don't feel let down if something doesn't come true. Um, I think that many prophecies are 99% conditional on our spiritual growth, on our being obedient. And sometimes God tells us that this is what he wants, and there's a narrow window of opportunity. Let's think about David. He probably had an hour or two to decide, was he going home to his dad or was he going to tackle Goliath? And then I think uh, sometimes we can be impatient. God gives us a, a word that's only for the future. And um, I've made rush decisions. Oh, my hat. Um, I appointed a senior leader um, because of my excitement and friendship with that leader. And the leader wasn't ready. Um, so, yes, I've made many mistakes. Um, and uh, I thought I've heard God, but maybe I didn't. And then God doesn't stop shepherding us when we are stubborn and rebellious or make silly mistakes. He knows us well, and He is still our good shepherd. And He's going to lead us with His rod and His staff. So I, I, want to, I really want to encourage you. You're saying, Graham, I'm not in a good place. I've made mistakes during 2020. Well, how about recognizing the voice of the good shepherd? He's still your good shepherd. And he wants to lead you with grace and mercy and patience. Think about when Jesus restored Peter, who had denied him three times. He said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes. And he said, feed my lambs. And again, he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. Well, then take care of my sheep. Third time, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. So I think that there's one voice that God is consistently bringing to us. He's saying, in this season, I want you to be my under-shepherd. 
I want you to take care of people in life group uh, in whatever context that it's possible to take care of people. I want you to love people. I want you to feed them. Uh, I want them to hear my voice through your leadership. Amen. So, in conclusion, we want this year to be the year of the Good Shepherd, to learn how to hear God's voice and to allow Him to guide us through everything that life is going to throw at us and to believe from our heart that God will prepare a banquet for us in the presence of all our enemies and all, all opposition, that we are going to overflow. Our cup is going to be an overflowing cup. Let's pray. Lord, I just bring us all together. Um, Lord, as we enter into 2021, God, I know in my heart that you've got so many plans for us. There's so much you want us to do. You're calling us to become part of your team and you're going to lead us as a good shepherd. So God, I just pray now that we would just decide that we are going to increase our listening prayer, that we're going to hear you more than we've ever heard you before. Finally, before we close the meeting, if you have never allowed Jesus to be your shepherd, this is your opportunity to give your heart and your life to him, to allow him to be the one to, who guides you and leads you, that his rod and his staff uh, will challenge you and encourage you. So will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name and I thank you, Father, that you sent your son Jesus to be our shepherd, to die on the cross for us, to lay his life down for us so that we may have forgiveness of our sins. So right now we say to you that we confess our sins. I confess my sin to you. Um, God, I ask you to forgive me. And God, I pray that you would grow my desire to be led by the good shepherd. Jesus, please be my shepherd. Um, teach me. Um, through your written word and through my relationship with you. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I sincerely hope that you've been encouraged by this first installment of our series, Whisper. I want to encourage you, if you're wanting to find out anything about taking your next step, whether it's beginning a relationship with God um, or maybe even just some uh, suggestions for a reading plan, or if you want to find out a little bit more about the church, whatever that may be, please go to our website and click on the connect with us button. Otherwise, you can also WhatsApp the number that's going to show at the bottom of the screen right now. You can also WhatsApp queries there. Um, the turnaround time might be a couple of days, so you might need to just wait until Tuesday before someone responds to you. But please reach out, help us help you with whatever your next step is. For now, enjoy the rest of your day and don't miss out on part two next Sunday. God bless you, everybody.